1: Welcome to the Inspire Podcast. Inspire Podcast.
2: Welcome to Zig Ziglar's Inspire Podcast. This is Jill Tibbles, and I'm in the studio with Tom Ziegler. That's Zig's son. He is also the CEO of Ziglar Inc. And Tom and I were discussing the fact that we are getting all daily emails asking us, "How do we get through this tough economy? How do we get through this situation?" With a positive outlook. And I know, Tom, you've had some good conversations with people.
3: Yeah. I've just, before we, before we go into that, Jill, do you, do you have any friends who've lost their job or are fearful of losing their
2: job? Well, yeah. I've had friends that have lost their jobs. I also have a guy that he works, uh, he worked in a department of 100 people. They're now down to 13. Oh. And I, so I commented to his wife. I said, So I guess a lot of the projects that they were working on have gone away. And she said, No. So they're all all—they're just scrambling really hard to try and do as much work as they can with as few hands as they can. And that's tough. I mean, he's got to have a job. Right. But it's tough on, on all fronts. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Well, you know, with with our reach and our newsletter and all the things that we do, we get emails literally every day. And I don't know of anybody who doesn't have a family or close friend, a family member or close friend who hasn't been impacted directly. So... Uh, one of the things that you've just you've got to guard is your self-image, is your attitude, is the way you look at things in this economy, um, and you have to prepare extra. And what Dad has always said is, you are who you are and what you are because of what's gone into your mind. Well, knowing how tough it is out there, and maybe you're blessed. Maybe you're in a position where you're not being directly impacted. You're still good. Uh, you have friends who are hurting. And so you can take a little bit extra time to help them out. So a couple of great ways to do that. Uh, the Internet is is the worst and the best. Mm-hmm. There's so much bad information out there. You can get sucked into all the news reports and everything else real mm-hmm. quick. Yeah. But at the same time, there are awesome uh, places and sources of good information. Great podcasts, even even good ones that aren't the Ziggler Inspire podcast. What? But there are some some great ones. And I just really encourage people to just spend an extra five or ten minutes a day, and do that. And also, uh, a gratitude list. You know, write down all the things you're grateful for. Uh, we've had some, we've had some tough things going on at the company lately, health wise. Mm-hmm. And uh, it really just brings everything into perspective. Because as tough as the economy is, it's not at all in comparison with your family and the ones you love. So.
2: Yeah, we just talked to somebody. We had somebody come in our office who's gotten some. Uh, bad, difficult news, and just to see how they are saying, man. Now I'm looking at what's important and what's not, and just the way your priorities shift.
3: Yeah, and uh, faith. You know, you can't underestimate faith. Faith in this kind of a time is even is even more important. It's always important, but uh, what a source of strength to know that there's there's the faith there that's eternal, that's always supporting you. Um, and has been there before. Mm-hmm. And you know what? We're not supposed to have all the answers. And so it's okay. We can't worry about tomorrow. We can only worry about what we can do today. Mm-hmm. And if you get focused on that, putting the right things in, uh, having the right kind of faith, and what you can do today, that can make a huge difference.
2: In this uh, section in the podcast that we're going to hear, Zig talks. It says this phrase that I love. When I first heard it, I just latched onto it. It's about failure is an event, not a person. And that has really helped me as I have just failed, you know, in life, as I've been going through life and failed on this or that, the other thing, that it doesn't mean I have to give up, it doesn't mean I have to label myself a loser, but that it was an event and that I can get over that event.
3: Yep, and I think, you know, just looking at it, uh, we've all got to realize that sometimes in life, things happen to us we didn't have anything to do with. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the quicker you can understand that and the quicker that you can just change your attitude and go make it happen, the better off you are, the better off everybody else is around us. I think we're about ready to pass it on over to Blake. So Blake, why don't you take it away?
1: Thank you, Tom and Jill. I'm very happy to have you both on the show again today and welcome everyone. I'm glad you're here to grow with me. I recently had a good conversation with my friend, Bert Newman, and he mentioned that we have more than a quarter of a million people listening every month to the Inspire Podcast. I think that is fantastic, and I want to personally thank you for sharing the good news with somebody every week. As I'm sure you know by now, Zig Ziglar has such a passion to share good news with people and get you fired up. The free weekly Inspire Podcast has been a great way to do it. Thank you for helping the show to grow. We are going going to continue today on the theme of improving our self-image. Mr. Ziegler has a lot of help to give in this area. I'm going to turn Zig up on my speakers. I hope you do the same thing and I'll be back in a few minutes.
4: I suppose the question I'm personally asked the most and is asked most often about my staff and my family, is your dad or is Zig really up like that all the time? Well, let me tell you folks, I am up, but there is a difference between being up and and own. Now, if you're own 100% of the time, folks, you're own something that's going to end up killing you. <laughs> the only time I really get down is when I am physically exhausted. Years ago, I learned I do not make important decisions when I'm physically exhausted. Well, when you get physically exhausted, see, When I finish a three or four-hour seminar, I'm exhausted. What I will do this afternoon is that when I get home, the redhead will have lunch for me. We'll eat and visit for about an hour, and then I will take a nap for about 30 or 40 minutes. Now, when I get up, I will take a casual walk for about 30 minutes, and then I'll take a fast walk for about 30 minutes, and I'll be ready to go again. That's the way I stay up the overwhelming majority of the time. The second way I do it is I practice what I preach. I read three hours a day and have for 20 years. Now that is a lot of input, but maybe the most significant thing has to do with what I'm trying to get you to do a lot of. As I'm making this talk, you know who's listening more carefully than anybody here? I am. This is my self-talk. When I'm saying to you, this is what you ought to do, I'm saying, yeah, Ziggler, that sounds like a good idea, man. Do it yourself. And you know what? To the very best ability, I do exactly what I am saying to you. How do you build a self image? Remember that failure is an event, it is not a person. Simple example, a musician hits a sour note. Does that mean he's a failure as a person? A student misses a question. Does that mean she's a failure as a student? The cook burns the beans. Does that mean uh, he's a failure as a cook? The salesperson misses a sale. Does uh, does that mean that that salesperson is a failure? Uh, You take the wrong turn on the highway or down the wrong street, does that mean you're an idiot? Or does it mean you simply had made a wrong turn? When the quarterback overthrows the wide receiver, does that mean he's a failure as a quarterback? Or does that simply mean on that particular incident, he happened to make a mistake? I don't believe I can say that too many times that failure is an event. It is not a person. Yesterday did end last night. Today is a brand new day and it's yours. I love the story told of the 37-year-old scrub woman who was on welfare. And to quote her, she had been born ugly and then somebody scared her. I mean, she was not... Uh, You know, she was not a winner of a beauty contest. And as she was pondering uh, her welfare and uh, the scrub floor job she had, one day she started doing a little personal evaluation. She picked uh, up a book entitled The Magic of Believing. Now, I want to emphasize a point. I believe in the magic of believing, but I do not believe in magic. Now, that's a very important distinction. I believe in the magic of believing, but I do not believe in magic. Well, she read this particular book. It gave her a new picture of herself. It gave her new hope. And remember again, if there's hope in the future, there is power in the present. She remembered that when she had been in school, she had the ability to make people laugh. And uh, so she decided that she would start practicing again on her friends and uh, around little social events, and uh, she started making people laugh. And for a number of years, Phyllis Diller has earned over a million dollars a year making people laugh. <laughs> Incidentally, if you saw her when she was 37 and saw her when she was 65, she's a more attractive person at 65 than she was at 37 uh, I'm here to tell you folks, we can change, we can grow. We can be more than we are. If you don't like who you are and where you are, don't sweat it. You're not stuck with who you are and where you are. You absolutely can grow, you can change. How do you build a healthy self image? Take inventory of yourself.
0: Thankfully, the days of building a business website then having this massive endeavor to integrate an online store are gone. Today, Shopify has fixed all that. which is an additional $84 value. So to get this special offer, go to dot com. Use promo code Kevin, airdoctorpro.com, promo code Kevin.
4: When I say take inventory, how much, for example, would you take for your health? Some of you might remember a man named Barney Clark, was given a mechanical heart implant. It cost several million dollars, extended his life only a few weeks. If you've got a good heart, if that mechanical one was worth several million dollars, how much is yours worth? I read where a lady went to a a doctor about a rash on her face. He prescribed some drugs. They settled in her eyes. She lost her sight. Insurance company, this was a number of years ago, about 20 years ago, the insurance company gave her a check for a million dollars. What would you take for yours? Read where a lady was injured in an airplane accident, lost her ability to walk, they gave her a million dollars. What would you take for your legs? How many of you recognize the name Betty Grable? What do you remember about Betty Grable? Legs. Why does everybody always say legs? She had a beautiful face, nice arms. I mean, uh, you know, but we always say legs. You know why? We say legs because they were insured for a million dollars. Now, if your legs will even let you move around, how much would you take for yours? When you begin to evaluate yourself, it really gets to be high. Let me remind you of my friend John Foppe. He was born without any arms. Now, John Foppe said to us, you know, Zig, I can only do so much with arms, but my mind is what I can do so many things with. When you take inventory, you know, we really are extraordinarily well off. If you had a $40,000 automobile or a $25,000 automobile, certainly a $50,000 automobile, and somebody said something ugly about it, you'd get up and say, what do you mean talking about this $50,000 car? Man, it's magnificent. Now, you can say something ugly about it, but you don't want anybody else to say anything ugly about it. What about the billion-dollar you? You are fearfully and wonderfully made. Evaluate yourself. I'm not talking about a super inflated I am the greatest ego. You know, conceit's a weird thing. It makes everybody sick except the one who has it, doesn't it? (laughs) That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about a simple, healthy self-acceptance. To improve your self-image, you need to make up, dress up, and then you need to go up. I don't know uh, how many of you would uh, recognize or how many of you fellows would recognize this, But Saturday now is one of the best days around my house. Now, the redhead takes a trip generally every Saturday that we're in town. She's gone about two hours, and when she comes back, she's stepping just a little bit higher. She's smiling a little bit more broadly. She's a little more friendly. Now, how many of you can guess where she's been? Sharp, absolutely. I've never been able to figure what rearranging a few hairs on the head has got to do with all of that. But it really has a lot to it. Don't you feel more competent, more confident when you're sharp looking? They proved over and over and over, when they used to have the picture-taking days, uh, you know, at school, and some of them still do, that the kids were better behaved, performed better on that day. When you look sharp, you feel sharp, and then that makes you sharp. When you make up and dress up, your chances of going up are absolutely better. How many of you remember Little Abner? Uh, Al Cap used to write that. I used to love uh, Little Abner. My favorite character was Bull Moose. You know, Bull Moose used to say, if it's good for Bull Moose, it's good for the world. Uh, That's the kind of guy who had a good, healthy self-image. Unfortunately, his went into egotism, all right? Now, they used to have a Sadie Hawkins day in uh, a lot of the Southern schools. How many of you know what I'm talking about when I say a Sadie Hawkins day? Everybody dressed up, you know, in uh, raggedy clothes and so forth. Now, they stopped having them after two or three years. Anybody know why? Violence, vandalism, poor conduct, poor performance was a direct result of looking like that. When you make up and dress up, your chances of going up are definitely going to be improved. You need to get the bear out of the trap. Now, what I mean when I say you need to get the bear out of the trap, some of you might have seen this a few years ago. Over in Keithville, Louisiana, they had an incredible amount of excitement. Late one Saturday uh, uh, afternoon, just as it was getting dark, somebody was riding through this little underbrush area. They looked up in the tree and there was a black bear. Well now, a black bear up a tree close to Keithville, Louisiana, creates a lot of excitement. They notified everybody. The fire department came out, the police came out, a veterinarian came out, and everybody was there. They decided to let the veterinarian start shooting uh, the bear with tranquilizer darts. They got the uh, fire department there with the uh, net, you know, they're going to catch him when he falls out. Well, they kept shooting that sucker and he kept staying up there. They finally decided they just patiently wait all night and they posted a lookout to see if any activity took place up there. Nothing happened. Well, the next day, the next morning, they still couldn't uh, get him out. They decided that they were going to have to cut the tree down because they didn't want that black bear running loose in the neighborhood. They cut the tree down and they were prepared, you know, to do what they needed to do to make certain that he didn't get hurt or hurt anybody else. When the tree came down, they discovered it was a plastic bag filled with garbage. (laughs) There are an awful lot of people who've got a bear up the tree. they got a bear. They've got their past buried in their mind. They concentrate on the negatives of life. They really do. And as a result of that, they never really end up doing the things that they are capable of doing. Uh, your self image is enormously important.
1: There you have it. Several action steps we can take to improve our self image. Take one or two to implement it in your own life, or use one or two with someone else and see what a difference it makes. This is Blake Lindsay encouraging you to live your life to the fullest.
2: Sigler. Sigler